discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Father, thank you for this evening. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mighty Holy Spirit who teaches us. Thank you that tonight we receive your word with meekness, with gladness, with joy, with faith, with, open, with an open heart in the name of the Lord Jesus. And therefore your, your word, which is a seed, is sown successfully into our hearts and we produce fruits and results to your glory. Thank you for grace and fruitfulness, even in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So I've been sharing with you concerning a very important subject, how to receive the word of God or how to receive the word for maximum impact. And I began by sharing with you on how important who the word of God is, you know, and what the word of God can do. And I spoke to you about how to receive the word. The first thing I mentioned uh, was receive the messenger. In order to receive the word, you need to receive the messenger. You need to receive the messenger sent to the word. We shared a lot on that. Then I started sharing with you on receive the word with great humility. Sorry, great attention. Sorry, great attention. That was point number two. And then I started doing point number three with you, which was receive the word with an open heart on Sunday. Receive the word for an, with an open heart, ready for change. And I've said so many things about it already. Now, to conclude on that particular um, point, I'd want us to um, add this last last but one point to it. There are two more points, and I, I want us to just go through it. So these points are under receive the word with an open heart. The very first point I mentioned was that set aside pride, malice, etc. Evil heart, all of those things. Then I mentioned don't question the word. Okay? And if your heart is open, you don't question the word. If your heart is open, you will not, you will not demonstrate pride. You will not say, oh, the, the message that is coming, I've heard it before. This one, I've, I, we, we know. Familiarity will leave. You'll be, you, you'll be ready to receive the word of God because you know it is your only means of change and of progress. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then I mentioned don't harden your heart. Open your heart by not hardening your heart. And I explained what hardening your heart uh, meant. Don't be like Pharaoh. Pharaoh saw all the miracles, all the wild things that God did and yet still would not do what God said he should do. You see, he wouldn't do what God said he should do. So his heart was described as hardened. Hardened. Okay? So the next point, and uh, receive the word with an open heart, ready for change, is receive the word with a humble, honest, and good heart. Receive the word of God with a humble, honest, and good, a good heart. James chapter 1, verse 21, in the Amplified James 1, 21 in the Amplified. So get rid of all uncleanness and the rampant growth 
rampant, rampant outgrowth of wickedness, and in a humble, gentle, modest spirit, receive the word, receive and welcome the word which implanted and rooted in your hearts contains the power to save your souls. You see, so he says, receive it in a humble, gentle, modest heart. Mm? So humility is not responding, not questioning, not demonstrating a certain sense of I know already. No. If, if the knowledge of God's word is coming to you, you must open your heart by being having a humble. Don't question the word. Open your heart in humility. Do you see? Open your heart in humility, in modesty, and receive the word. Ready for change. You see? You say to yourself, this word that is coming is for me. It's not for the one sitting on my right or the one sitting on my left. This is for me. It's designed, is the word of God sent from heaven for me. So you receive it with humility, okay, with a humble, honest, good, modest heart. Look at, let's go to Luke chapter 8, verse 15. Luke chapter 8, verse 15. King James, please. Luke 8, 15. It says, but that on the good ground are they, this is the parable of the sower. It says, the seed that went to the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. You see, it says, they receive the word in an honest and good heart. An honest and good heart. Hmm? Honest. If the word of God is correcting you, be honest with yourself. That this thing, it is me they are talking to. They are correcting me. You see, so you, you analyze the word for yourself. That this thing is for me. Be honest. If they are mentioning something that concerns you, be honest. This is this one there. God has seen what has been happening to me and he has brought a solution to me through his word. So you receive the word of God with honesty, with a good heart. Do you see? A good heart. Not a heart that is fighting many thoughts, you know, coming into your heart. No, this one, someone went to say to him, that's why he's saying it. He's saying it because he's not happy about something. He's saying it because his wife is not happy. He's saying it because one of the ladies, uh, uh, he had a problem with one of the ladies. He's saying it because, that, no, a good heart. You are not concerned about any of those things. You know that God is the one speaking to you. Remember, in the very first um, message in this series, I mentioned that, remember that whoever receives the man of God, receives God. So what the man of God is saying is God's word. So it means that it's God who is speaking to you, not the, not the man of God. Do you see? God, the man of God is a vessel. If you read in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 11, look at 1 Peter 4, verse 11. He's speaking as the oracle of God. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So the man of God is speaking as the oracle of God. The word oracle of God is a mouthpiece of God. I'm sure the Amplified will help us. Look at the Amplified. Whoever speaks, let him do it as one who utters oracles of God. Do you see? Whoever renders service, the Amplified may explain that the oracle, an oracle is a, a, a mouthpiece, the mouthpiece of God, the one through whom God speaks. So you must understand that God is the one speaking through him. So receive it, receive it with, with a good heart. Not questioning and thinking plenty 
oh, it's because of this, that is why he's seeing this. It's because of that, that is why. No. Honest heart, ready for change. Hallelujah. The next point, which is point number E, okay, under, under um, receive the word with an open heart, which is the third point I mentioned. So point number E is avoid a Matthew 13, verse 18 to 22 hearts. <laughs> avoid a Matthew 13, verse 18 to 22 hearts. Avoid, avoid it. So I'm going to show you what was said in Matthew 13, 18 to 22. So that you know what kind of heart not to have. Okay? The way to know the advantages is by knowing the disadvantages. And the way to know the disadvantages is by knowing the advantages. If you are going to ask an exam and you have advantages and um, questions along the lines of advantages and disadvantages, you can just learn one portion. And just look at the, the other one is not. If it's this, then it is not for the advantage. That's all. Hallelujah. So avoid... And Matthew 13, 18 to 22 hearts. Mm-hmm. Here he therefore the parable of the sower. So Jesus is going to talk about various hearts that received the word. Remember, the Bible says that the, the sower sows the seed. And the field in which he sowed the seed is our hearts. Okay? So you see it in these scriptures. It says, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. You see, so it, the heart is the field. So it's that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. So avoid not understanding the word of God that is coming to you. You see, pray for the spirit of understanding to understand the content of what is being shared with you. Sometimes people, um, people's minds go off on a joke that was passed. And they can be on their mind can be on that joke for, for the next ten minutes. Do you see? Because you, are, you you don't understand what is being said. It's it's just the 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 jokes that you are interested in. No, it's not supposed to be like that. If they are talking about love, make an effort to understand it. How? By praying for the spirit of understanding, for quickness of understanding, so that you can follow what is happening. Do you see? Yes. So understanding is required for the word of God to be sowed properly in your heart. If the understanding, if understanding is not there, it will be taken away from your heart. Understanding the content. I'm going to talk about receive the word of God with understanding. Which that's, that's the next two points. But this one has to do with understanding the, word, the, the message that is coming to you at that particular point in time. You need to understand what is being said. How can you understand? Through the ministry of the Spirit. The Spirit of understanding. That is why when the word of God is coming, you must be speaking in tongues. Do you see? In Isaiah chapter 11... Um, from verse 1. Look at Isaiah chapter 11 from verse 1. It says, And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Verse 3. Then it says, And shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. He shall make him of quick understanding. So that one of the major things the Holy Spirit does is to make you quick of understanding, to have quick understanding. You see, concerning what is being said. So if the man of God is sharing concerning um, the marriage supper of the Lamb, or sharing something about the tabernacle, you must, you must pray in tongues to understand what is going on, what is being said, and the import of what is being said. You see, if you don't understand the import of what is being said, you, you went to the service, you received the man of God, you paid great attention, you, you, you opened your heart, 
okay, on many sides, but you didn't understand what was said, what was being said. It means you've lost out on something very great. The devil has taken the seed. When they asked you, so what, what did the man of God say? You don't remember because you didn't have understanding. You see, the fact that you don't remember what was said means that you didn't have understanding of what was said. You've forgotten what was said. But if you're able to remember, it's a sign that you understood what was shared with you. Do you see? Yes. If they shared concerning the new Jerusalem, or shared concerning faith, or shared concerning hope, you must understand that particular message that was shared and know the, the, the verses upon which the man of God stood to share that particular scripture, to, sh to share that particular message. It's so important. So avoid not understanding the word. Okay? If you understand what is being said at that particular point in time, it is sown. That means that it is clearly sown into your heart. It's, a, it's, a quick, it's the quickest way of knowing whether it was sown into your heart successfully, if you understood it. If you understood it. Yeah. Sometimes when God, the word of God is coming, and then you, you have a blast of understanding coming to you. Wow, this thing, I never knew it was like this. Amazing. Amazing. Understanding on various, various things. There's light that is thrown into your mind. You see, your mind has a function. The function of your mind is understanding. Your spirit has a function. The, spirit of your, the, 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 the function of your spirit is for your conscience. Do you see? Yes. To produce consciousness. Your spirit man functions for you to have consciousness concerning various things. Your mind also functions for you to have understanding concerning various things. So a proper mental putting together concerning what has been said. Hallelujah. Now look at the next verse. In Matthew chapter 13, we're in verse 19 now. So verse 26, but he that received the seed into stony places, the same is he that heareth the word, and anon or immediately with joy receiveth it. You see, so this guy understood the word, and he received it with great joy, which is one of the points in our, in our, um, in our discussion. Okay, next verse. Yet has he not root in himself. But endures for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, by and by, he's offended. So avoid this kind of heart. This heart is a heart that does not ponder on the word. A heart that does not go deeper into what has been said to him. You see, many messages, we preach many things. If you've noticed, in a year, we will preach a minimum of 104, 104 messages to you. A minimum of 104 messages. That is Sunday, Wednesday. Minimum. That's the minimum. 104 messages. Because we have 52 weeks in a, in a year. And in every week, the word of God comes to you at least twice. Do you see? There are other times where you could have a camp or even um, um, lab center is also there. Cell meetings are there. If we add cell meetings to it, that's another 52. That makes it 156. 156 messages are coming to you in a year. Then special meetings. You have another batch of messages coming. Then camp meetings. You have another batch of, that's another six months of messages. So in a year, you could, you could hear about 300 messages. 300 messages. Can you imagine? So you have a responsibility of making sure that you pick some of the things that have been said, do you see, and go deeper into it. If you're just going to be listening and listening and listening and listening and listening and listening, you will not get much. It is not the hearing that makes a difference. It is the keeping the word, meditation on it for it to stay in your heart. That makes a difference. If you read in James chapter 1, verse 21, look at James 1, 21. Let's read 22 so that we don't read too much. James 1, 22. It says, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Can you imagine that just hearing the word 
and hearing the word makes you deceive yourself. So you are deceiving yourself if you are just going to be attending the services and listening. If you are just going to be playing the message and listening. And not make an effort to let it be deep, to be deeply rooted in your heart. Through meditation. Meditation is a way of moving the word of God from your mind into your heart. Do you see? It's making it go deep. So these guys are those who don't allow the word of God to stay in their hearts. It says that they do not have root in themselves. You see, the word of God is a seed. And when it is sown, it must start developing roots into the ground. If you allow it to develop roots into the ground, no matter the wind that blows, it will become a mighty tree that no, nothing, no wind, no rain, nothing, no flood can take it out. It will still be rooted in the ground. So no matter the pressures, no matter the tribulations of life, you are okay. So avoid such a heart by meditation. Okay? By meditation. Going deeper. Going deeper. That is why one of the ways to make sure you are really growing as you're supposed to is to follow the ministry of the Holy Spirit concerning what he wants you to hear or what he wants you to listen to and what he wants you to meditate on. Per time. A lot of messages. I mean, it's amazing. Plenty of messages. Have you seen that the preachers do well? Yes. We do well. I tell you. Many messages. And every single service, there's something that is going to be said that you will learn something from. It's different. It's the ministry of the Holy Spirit right there. Do you see? Over 300 messages in a year. Yes. That's if you're a pastor, you should know that it's more. You have messages to pastors. If you're a leader, there are messages to leaders. Yes. Different, different groups at different times. If you are single, there are messages for single people. If you are married, there are messages for married people. If you have children, there are messages for people who have children. All over. Do you see? Plenty of messages. If, if you are a pastor who is married with children in our church, then it means that you could, have, you could be exposed to about 600 different messages in one year. If you are just going to be hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing without being a doer of it. It says you are deceiving yourself. It can be in the system for a very long time. That's why some people can be around for a long time. And it's like nothing is happening to them because you don't have roots in themselves. When persecution arises because of the word, persecution arises because of the word. You see, it says for when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, by and by he is offended. So people get offended as time goes on. I've been in the system for a long time. Why is nothing happening for me? Why is the word not working for me? You never took time to develop roots. You never took time. When we told you to wait on God, to pray, to do your quiet time, you thought it was a joke. You thought just listening on a Sunday morning or listening on a Wednesday evening and being in a particular service was enough. No. He says, don't be a hearer only, deceiving yourself, but be a doer. Be a doer. How are you a doer? Doing the word of God is meditation. Meditation is what causes you to do the word. That is it. I've preached on these things many, many times. Meditation is what causes you to do the word. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Wow. So avoid a heart that does not meditate. This book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Then it says, that thou mayest observe to do according to what that is written therein. Meditation is what causes you to observe to do. Do you see? That so that you, you observe. When you meditate, it causes you to observe to do according to what that is written therein. For then thou shalt make your way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Good success does not come without meditation. Hearing the word only is not, is not good enough. You must meditate on it. You need a heart that meditates, has, has learned to meditate on the word. Through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. You ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to be thinking about? What do you want me to pay attention to? 
you see? Yes. And you will see that you're producing results. You see changing your mind, changing your heart, changing your environment, changing everything about you. That is, that is where the thing is. It's not just hearing it. It's meditation on it. Tribulations and persecutions arise because of the word. There are problems that will come your way. Don't be a Christian who, who, who thinks nothing bad will come your way. Problems will come your way. You will feel offense in one way or the other. You will feel you've been left out in one way or the other. You feel you've not been taken care of in a certain way. You've, it will come to you. But if the word of God is not grounded in your heart, it will take you off. All these thoughts, all these tribulations and problems and persecutions, he says they arise because of the word which was sown in you. The word of God that was given. So this is it's successful. He understood it. So he's been sown into it, but he never meditated on it for it to gain roots in his heart. You listen to the message, you understood it, but you didn't continue to meditate on what was said. He says, by and by, he's offended. I pray for grace for you to not be offended. I pray for grace for you to be able to meditate on the word of God. To meditate on what you need to meditate on at the times and at the periods God wants you to meditate. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now go to the next verse. So avoid these kind of hearts. Okay? Then it says, He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word, and the care of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, choke the word, and he becometh unfruitful. So this is someone who has heard the word and has meditated on it and is surviving the challenges that are coming, but because of, of love of the world, he says, and the care of this world. The care of this world. So as the word of God is working in you, it takes time for the word of God to work. I've preached a message concerning um, how the word works. Yes, how the, you can add it to this message. How the word works. You see, the word works with patience and with time. Just like any seed. Any seed you plant today will not grow overnight. It will take time. You need patience to wait for the thing to work. So as these people are, as you are waiting for the word to work, the, the, you are meditating on the word and all of that, and pressures are coming and you are overcoming and all of that, you notice that maybe some financial issues here and there, some challenges here and there, it's like everybody is going and you are not going some. Do you see? And then if you are not going to the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches, deceit money, care of this world. Do you see? Let me show you some scriptures along these lines. Look at 1 John chapter, chapter 2, verse 15 to verse 17. The care of this world. For all that is in the world. Look, verse 15. Go to verse 15, not 16. Yet, 15. Love not the world. You see, God is, says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. You see, so don't, uh, someone has bought a car. Your, your, someone you finished school, has finished school with has bought a car. You are following the Lord, doing it by the, by, by the Lord, and you have not bought a bicycle. And then you are worried. You see, the care of this world. Yeah, you are not living in a certain type of house. You are not, living, you are not, going to, you are not taking your children to a certain type of school. You see, huh. so it's like it starts bothering you. These are things that takes, that chokes the word of God and prevents it from working in your life. Is it was sown successfully, it has roots, it's working, but then the case, the problems that are coming with respect to how the world is and how dollar rates is changing and uh, fuel is rising and all of that, and you keep talking about it and then you, you keep looking at those things and oh, what is going to happen to me? You leave, take your eyes off all those things and focus on Jesus who is inside you. Focus on the word of God who is in, that is inside you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. 
Don't look around. Don't look around. Don't look around. If you look around, you see the giants in this life. The ten, the ten spies came back and said, we saw giants on the land. There are giants on the land. There are big, big, huge mountains in this world. Mountains of challenges, financial challenges, many problems all the time. But you don't look at them. You look at Christ. As you look at Christ, they become hills. And as you look at Christ, they become plain fields. As you look at Christ, they become valleys even. As time goes on, they, become, they, they vanish away. They leave completely. Because the word of God starts prevailing. The Bible says that in the city of Ephesus, so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. The word of God can prevail in your life and start producing results all around you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Verse 16. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Verse 17. And the world passeth away. Remember that. The world passeth. You see, the nicest car you are seeing, the nice car you are seeing now is going to be an old car in the next few years. And the world passeth away, and the last thereof. But he that doeth the will of God, which is the word of God, abideth forever. He that doeth the will of God, the will of God abideth forever. He that doeth the word of God abideth forever. You want to abide forever? You want to have fruits forever? Keep to the word. Don't allow the deceitfulness of riches. And the pleasures of this world choke the word. You see, yes. To take your mind, it takes your mind. All the pressure takes your mind away from the word. It's not supposed to be like that. Look at Second Timothy chapter four, verse ten. This is a scripture concerning a man called Demas. You see, Demas was affected. It's a it's a classical example of someone who was affected by the things that were happening in the world. He says, "For Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world. Demas has forsaken the gospel. He's forsaken the kingdom of God. He has forsaken the word. He has forsaken everything." Having loved this present world, the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke. These are the things that choke the world. They are the thorns that choke God's word and prevents it from producing results in your life. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. So avoid these kinds of hearts. Eh? Don't let the care of this world mm, choke the word of God in your heart and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word of God in your heart. Hallelujah. So point number four is receive the word with faith. Point number one for how to receive the word for maximum impact is to receive the, the messenger, receive the messenger that is sent with the word, isn't it? Yeah. And point number two is receive the word with great attention, with great attention, great attention, great attention. Then point number three is to receive the word with an open heart. Now we are doing point number four, which is receive the word with faith. Receive the word with faith. Receive the word with faith. So when the word of God is coming, check yourself along all these lines. Have I received the messenger? Do you see? Am I paying attention as I'm supposed to? Is my heart open? Check. These are checks that you need to make. You want the word to work in your life? It has to work in your life. I've told you, the, the word in your, the seed in your hand does not produce any fruits. The seed must be successfully sown in your heart. That is where fruitfulness comes from. So do everything you need to do to make sure the word is successfully sown in your heart. And that the word is growing as it's supposed to in your heart. By receiving the word with faith. Hebrews chapter 4, from verse 1 to verse 3. There are scriptures for all these points. You'll be amazed. Hebrews chapter three, 4. Verse 1 to 3. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into, the, into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. Verse 2. For unto us was the gospel preached, 
as well as, on, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. He's talking about the, the children of Israel in the wilderness with Moses. He says, the word of God that was preached to them did not profit them because it was not mixed with faith in them that heard it. Meaning that as you are hearing the word of God, you must mix the word of God with faith. As the word of God is coming, you are mixing it with, with faith. Can you imagine? There's a mix. Uh, it's like a fertilizer that makes the word work. A fertilizer that makes the, the seed work. It's called faith. Mix the word with faith. With faith. Let's read the Amplified. It will help us clarify a few things. Amplified of verse 2. It says, For indeed, we have heard we have had the glad tidings, the gospel of God, preached to us just as truly as they, the Israelites of old, did when the good news of deliverance from bondage came to them. But the message they heard did not benefit them. So you can hear a message and it will not benefit you. <laughs> you can hear a message and it will not benefit you. It did not benefit them. Why? Because it was not mixed with faith. What is faith? with the leaning of the entire personality on God in absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness by those who heard it. Neither were they united in faith with the ones, Joshua and Caleb, who heard and did believe. Have you seen it? Yes. So you must, you must mix the word of God with faith by leaning your entire personality on God in absolute trust and confidence in his power and wisdom and goodness. Absolute trust. Yes, what God is saying is true. It will come to pass in my life. And if you notice, he's mentioning Joshua and Caleb and how they believed. Now, where, is this? where are these verses found? Numbers chapter 13, verse 27. God told the children of Israel that he's taking them out of Egypt and bringing them into the land of Canaan, flowing that flows with milk and with honey. They had left the land of Egypt. God had fed them, clothed them, helped them. Can you imagine that their clothes did not wax old and their shoes did not get smaller? Their shoes kept growing. They had all these manifestations on them. Someone, if you left Egypt with three clothes, those three clothes never got old and those three clothes kept growing with them. Let's look at Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 20. He says, Thou givest also thy good spirit to instruct them, talking about the children of Israel, and withheldest not thy manna from their, their mouth, and givest them water for their thirst. All these manifestations, yea, forty years didst thou sustain them in the wilderness, so that they lacked nothing. Their clothes waxed not old, and their feet swelled not. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Yes. Their feet swelled not, because their shoes were growing with them. And the, 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 the constant walking in the desert did not do anything to their feet. Yes. Can you imagine? God gave all these things to them. Yet when they came to the brink of entering the promise, getting into the place God wanted them to get to, they doubted God's word. Because they didn't mix the word of God with faith. God had told them something. I'm taking you to the mill, the land. I'm taking you from the land of Egypt, of bondage, into the land flowing with milk and honey. Now they got to the land, they got to the edge of the land that flows with milk and honey, and then they decided that they are not going to go again. They are not going to believe again. They doubted God's word. Started challenging God. The same God who had done all these things for them started challenging him. Can you imagine? It's an amazing thing. So look at Numbers. Numbers chapter chapter 13, verse 27. Let's look at those stories quickly. 
It says, and they told him and said, we came unto the land whither thou sentest us, and surely floweth with milk and honey. These are the 12 spies who had gone to spy out the land and had come back. 10 of them were giving this report. Apart from Joshua and Caleb, these 10 said these things. It says, and this is the fruit of it. Next verse, verse 28. Nevertheless, we saw it. We saw it's a land flowing with milk and honey. However, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. They were allowing what they saw, they were seeing in the physical, become a challenge for them. And not, and not, and not receive God's word as God speaks. You see, God, God's word must be received with faith. Faith is, I have not seen it with my physical eyes. But because God says it, I believe it, and that settles it. Therefore, I take actions because God says to take the action. It's as simple as that. Faith is the evidence and the substance. The evidence of things not seen, the substance of things hoped for. What you are hoping for, you have substance of it today. You see, what you can't see, you have evidence of it now. Why? Because God has given you the evidence in his word. God says that this is what I'm doing, I'm going to do in your life, or this is what I've done in your life. You believe and you accept it, that this is, this is the truth. So as the word of God is coming to you, you believe and accept, this is what God's word says. If a declaration is made, this is what God's, God says. God says he has prospered me. I'm the prosperous one. So you don't allow what you are seeing around, you become a problem. You allow the word of God to be very high in your life. You see, that's how, that's how you do it. Now that there's a people... Be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And when we saw the children of Anak there, verse, 20, verse 29, the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites on the, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell, dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. Continue, please. And Caleb still the people, so this Caleb talking as this, Caleb still the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Why is, Joshua, why is Caleb talking like this? Caleb is talking like this because of what God has said. God says that they are yours. The whole place is yours. I'm bringing you to a land flowing with milk and honey. The others said that we can't go. Caleb says, let's go and possess it right now, for we are well able to overcome it. Why? Because God has said that we are able to overcome it. It's for us. Look at Exodus, verse 31. But the man, the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. Next verse. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched out, searched unto the children of Israel, saying, the land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there, and there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so were we in their sight. They saw themselves as grasshoppers. Therefore, the giants also saw them as grasshoppers. Do you see? They didn't mix the word of God. They allowed the things that were around to, to destroy the word in their lives. Now, go to, go to the next verse, which is chapter 14, verse 1. Look at the response of the children of Israel. It's an amazing thing. It says, and all the, when they heard this, all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. God, their rejection. God has spoken. What did God say? I'm taking you to the land of Canaan, flat flows with milk and honey, and I'm giving it to you. Look at their response. They didn't receive the word of God with faith. They received the word of God with unbelief, great unbelief, with great doubt with evidence of things around them, looking at things around them. 
the, this thing, this is what is happening around me. I don't know if the sickness will stop because of all the pain I'm feeling. I don't know if the, no, if God is speaking, mix it with faith. God has spoken. I believe it. That settles it. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of we, it is good if God had killed us in the land of Egypt. Or would God we had died in the wilderness? It would, it, would, it would be good if we had died in the wilderness. Continue. And wherefore, why has the Lord brought us out up, uh, us unto this land to fall by the sword for someone to kill us? That our wives and our children should be a prey. Were it not better for us to return into, unto Egypt? And he said one to another, let us make a curtain and let us return unto Egypt. Can you imagine? This is their response, of, their response to the word. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. Continue, please. And Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, which were of them, that say the land, rent their clothes. And they speak unto all the, the company of the children of Israel, saying, the land which we passed through to search it, it is an, it's an exceeding good land. If the Lord delights in us, and he does delight in us, then we will bring, he will bring us into this land and give it us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bread for us. Their defense departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. This is confessions of faith. Based on, based on what God has said. They didn't know it was a land flowing with milk and honey. God said it to them in Egypt. When they got there and they went to check, it was truly a land that flows with milk and honey. Does that not tell you that God has God? What God said is true, and what God what God wants to do, it will be done. But then they looked at the the things around them. There are giants, there are problems, there are challenges. So they didn't mix the word of God with faith. Has God has God said? If God has said it, I believe it, and that settles it. I don't, I don't mind what's going on. I don't mind what is happening. I hold on to the word of God. That is mixing the word of God with faith. It makes, it's a fertilizer that makes the word work. Mix it with faith. Yes, has God spoken? I believe it. And that sets us it. Go to verse 24. Go to verse 24. Same book, same chapter. Verse 24 now. So God came. God was angry. But then he says, he was angry about, about uh, with everyone. He was angry with everyone. Apart from Caleb and Joshua. So he says something about this. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him. What is that another spirit? That spirit was the spirit of faith. Because he had another spirit with him. And has followed me fully. He has followed me fully. Not partially. He has followed me fully. Him will I bring onto the, into the land wherewith he went. And his seed shall possess it. And it happened practically. I'll bring him to that land. Because he believed. Look at verse 27 to 28. Same book, same chapter, verse 27. How long shall I bear with this evil congregation which murmur against me? I have heard the memories of the children of Israel which they murmur against me. Say unto them, as truly as I live, say the Lord, as you have spoken in my ears, so will I do to you. As you have spoken in my ears, so will I do to you. So what you say when the word of God is coming to you is very important. Or what you say after the word of God has come to you, as after the word of, the word of God has come to you, is very, very important. Yes. Because faith is, the spirit of faith is, I believe, therefore have I spoken. That's what it means. That's what, that's what the spirit of faith is. That's in first, uh, um, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. Look at 2 Corinthians 4, 13. We have in the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, 
I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. That's a spirit of faith. So if you, the way to mix the word of God with faith is to make the confessions of God's word that is coming to you. I will never go down. Why? Because God's word says I will never go down. God's word says that the, my path, my path is as a shining light. That shines brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. My path is shining brighter and brighter. The Bible says the righteous shall never go down. Therefore, I'm the righteous and I will never go down. You mix the word of God with faith. You mix the word of God with faith. Hallelujah. It's so important. What God has said to us must be mixed with faith. If your church, if the church or the group you are pastoring or the shepherding is not growing, you need to mix the word of God with faith. What has God said concerning your group? What has God said concerning his church? It is, I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So if it looks as though the gates of hell is prevailing against it, if it looks as though things are not working, what do you do? Respond in faith. What has God said? Repeat what God has said. God said that we can't go down. He says that we are, he's building a church. This church is being built. It's getting stronger and greater in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's faith. That's faith. That's faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. As you have spoken, so will I do. He said they can't go, so God said, I'll, I'll do it for you. You won't go. So mix the word of God. Receive the word with faith. Receive the word with faith. Let me show you some more examples in the word. Acts chapter 14, I'm showing you people who mix the word of God with faith and had their results. Acts chapter 14, verse 7, all the way to verse 10. Acts 14, 7. It says, and there they preached the gospel. They came to a, a place called, go to, go to verse 6 so that we know where they are preaching. It says, they were, when they were aware of it and fled unto Lystra and Debbie, cities of Lyconia, and, to, and uh, unto the region that lie run about. So this is Lystra. Okay, and there at Lystra, Paul preached, they preached, they all preached the word, the gospel. Verse 8. And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. He was a cripple from his mother's womb, he had never walked. Never walked for many, many, many years. What are the chances of him walking next to nothing? But because the word of God, has creative abilities because the word of God has surgical abilities. As he heard the word, look at the next verse. He says, The same heard Paul speak. As he heard Paul, he heard the word of God coming out of Paul's lips. He received the messenger. His attention was there, his heart was open, and he was mixing the word of God with faith. He says, the same had Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed. Paul noticed that the guy had faith. His faith had become so obvious. He was paying attention. He was receiving the word of God, knowing that what God has said, absolute trust in what God, has, God, is, what God is saying. What God is saying is true. It is true in my life. It is true in my life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. It is true in my life. You see, all those of, all those of us who receive the word of God like this, that's what God is coming as now like this. Clearly, you don't understand the power of God's word. You are disinterested. Yes. You are not ready. You go for a long time. I can promise you. You go for a long time. It doesn't matter which church you are in. Whether in Love Economy Church or in other, any other church. If you are not interested in the word, you see, the word only works for those who have faith. Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. If you don't mix the... You see, as the word of God is coming, amazingly, faith is coming to you. It's one of the points I'm going to talk about. Having that's that's uh, that's point um, point six. Receive the word with understanding. With an understanding, 
Okay, there's an understanding concerning what happens when the word of God is coming to you. One of the things that happens when the word of if the word of God is coming to you, you have that understanding eh, that the word of God is coming with faith. So faith is coming to me. Faith to believe what is being said is coming to me. It's an understanding you must have. It is a constant in, 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 the, in the scriptures. These are constants in the scriptures. And I'm going to show it to you. Okay? Not today, but I'm going to show it to you on Sunday. Receive the word of God with faith. If you are disinterested, sleeping, stretching, not speaking in tongues, just sitting and looking into the skies, every now and then your mind drifts a little bit. You are not ready. This guy had faith. Paul noticed it. He says, Paul beheld him. He perceived that he had faith. Go to verse 9. Acts chapter 14. Verse 9. The same heard Paul speak. He heard as he, as he was hearing the word. Hmm? Faith was coming to him. He was active with the faith. Who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, verse 10, said with a loud voice, stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. Paul was speaking concerning healing. And he was hearing concerning healing. Mixing the word with faith. So when the instruction came, stand up and walk. He stood up and walked. He stood up and walked. Look at Mark chapter 5, verse 25. Mark 5, 25. This is about the woman with the issue of blood. This is a certain woman, and a certain woman which had an issue of blood. 12 years. 12 years of bleeding. Yes, if you're a lady, you understand. 12 years of bleeding. It's not a joke. If you are bleeding for, for, for five days, it's not a joke. Just imagine it being multiplied by 12. 12 years. It's not a joke. Next verse. She was really suffering. She says, and had suffered many things of many physicians. Many doctors. You have been to many, many hospitals, many, many doctors. It was an issue doctors could not work on. It happens. There are issues that will come that doctors cannot work on. They can't help you. They can't help you. Doctors are meant to help us. They are from God. God designed them to give us time to believe. If doctors are not there, if medicine is not there, you will not have time to believe. Because sometimes when the sickness hits you, you realize you've not created faith enough to, for your healing. As you take the drugs, you start. You don't depend only on the drugs. The drugs is to help you gather faith for your healing. To reduce your pain. For your, to, to be able to focus, because pain is painful. Pain is very painful. Pain is very, very painful. So these things are there to help you. You see? But your real cure, your real miracle is in the word of God. It's in the word of God. She had gone to many physicians. If she had not gone to the physician, maybe she would have died, she would have died before the 12 years. But she went to the many physicians. But she was not better. And had spent all that she had, all her money had gone to, 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 to the hospital. Yes. Sickness is expensive. Very, very expensive. I was talking to someone who just developed a certain issue about two weeks ago. And two weeks ago till now, they spent 15,000 cities already. Already. 15,000 cities in two weeks. Yes. And she's not well. They are coming to spend more. You'll be shocked. Very expensive. Every now and then you see people come on social media. Someone has developed a certain kind of cancer. He needs 80,000 CDs, which is about $10,000 for, for the hospital. It's expensive. It's no interest to believe in the word of God. Don't wait until the sickness comes. You will spend a lot of money that you don't have. 
And if, 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 you get the, if, if you don't have the money, you end up dying. You need to put your faith to work now. Don't wait until the sickness comes. If a, if a small pain comes around your ribs, shout to it. Oh. Speak in tongues concerning it. That pain that comes to your, your head every now and then. Don't say, when it comes, I just pop some, um, my, uh, some paracetamol and then I become fine. Sister, sister, sister. This is a particular, is a particular sister I'm talking to right now. Sister, very soon, you may be surprised. Don't permit it to stay. Use the word of God to cut it out. Command it to go in the name of the Lord Jesus. Command it to go in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, that's what you do. You see, she has spent all that she had and was nothing better, but grew worse. She was growing worse and worse and worse. The Bible says, when she had heard of Jesus, so someone preached to her concerning Jesus and what he does. Someone gave her the word. He says, says, when she had heard of Jesus, she heard concerning Jesus. And then she heard that Jesus was also passing by, was coming for a crusade in her area. She came in the press behind and touched his garment. Why? Because she said in her heart, that's, this is faith. Look at the next verse. She said in her heart, when she heard the word, she mixed it with faith and acted on the word. For she said, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. That was her faith. When she heard concerning Jesus, she had heard how people had touched Jesus' clothes and had been healed. So she said, I, 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 if I can also get that, I'll be healed. And she came behind in the press and touched Jesus. Look at her next verse. That was faith. That was faith right there. She mixed the word of God with faith. She mixed the word of God with faith. She believed that if she can touch Jesus' clothes, she'll be fine. And she acted on it. She didn't sit at home. She moved. And when she moved, she did it. And when she did it, straight away the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. She felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. I pray that you be healed from every plague that is, that is plaguing you right now through the word of God. The Bible says that he sent forth his word and he healed their disease. The word of God is what to heal your disease. Therefore, I speak health and strength for you. I command that sickness to go away from your body. I command that devil to leave your body now. I command comfort for you right now. In a name that every single thing that has a name responds to. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray right now. I command it to go. And I command comfort for you, even in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Yes, that plague. She was healed of that plague. You are healed of that plague. You are healed of that chronic pain in your back. That chronic pain in your, in your waist. That chronic pain in your legs. That chronic pain in your head. That chronic pain in your heart. You are healed of it now, even in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now look at, let's go to Luke chapter 7, verse 1. Luke chapter 7, verse 1. Now when he had ended all his sayings in the, in the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum. And a certain centurion servant who was dear unto him was sick and ready to die. This guy was sick to the point of death. And a certain centurion servant who was dear unto him was sick and ready to die. Verse 3, please. And when he heard of Jesus, so this one too, this man also had, had information concerning Jesus. He, they, they, he had, someone had preached to him concerning Jesus. And when he was hearing the message, he mixed it with faith. You see. So he sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. So he knew that the solution is in Jesus. And when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly saying that he was worthy for whom he should do this. For he loveth our nation and has built us a synagogue. He has built us a church. 
Then Jesus went with them. And when he was not, now not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him. So he sent another batch of people to Jesus, saying unto him, Lord, trouble not thyself. Don't trouble yourself, for I'm, I'm, not a, a worthy, I'm not worthy that thou shouldest enter under my roof. I don't want you to come to my house. Wherefore, or therefore, neither thought I myself worthy to come unto you. But say in a word, say in a word, and my servant shall be healed. Look at faith. Say in a word, just a word, speak a word. Do you believe that a word from Jesus can change your situation? Can bring you your, your sick, your healing? Can change your life? Can change your situation? Believe it. Mix the word with faith. Right now as I'm talking to you, you can have a miracle. You can have a miracle right now as I talk to you. Right now as I talk to you. Because I'm speaking the word of God to you. Receive that miracle. Receive that change. In the name of the Lord. You receive that new job that you have been looking for. You've been trusting God for. Receive that increment that you have been looking for. Receive that money you have been looking for. Receive that healing you have been looking for. Even in Jesus' mighty name. Say in a word and my servant shall be healed. Verse 8. For I also am a man under such an authority. Having under me soldiers. And I say unto one go and he goeth. And to another come and he cometh. And to my servant do this and he doeth it. He had meditated on the word. He knew. He knew what the word of God said. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him and turned him about and said unto the people that followed him, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. How did this man get this faith? Through the word which he heard. He mixed the word of God with faith. And Jesus described as great faith. Great faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, he heard of Jesus, believed in the healing power of the spoken word from the lips of the, of the, of the master of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Don't be like Thomas. Don't be like Thomas. Hmm? What did Thomas do? Look at John chapter 20, verse 24. When Thomas, was, when Thomas heard the word of God concerning Jesus' resurrection, he didn't believe it. Why? Because he wanted to see an evidence of it, a physical evidence of it. He heard, he was preached to by his fellow brethren, his fellow apostles concerning the resurrection of Jesus. And he, he didn't believe it. And Jesus was not happy with him. This centurion had not even seen Jesus. He said, just a word is okay. Thomas said, I want to see him. Put my fingers in his nails, in his, in his, in his hands. Put my hand in his side. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, so they preached to him, they taught him the word. We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails. So the word of God is coming and you are saying, unless I see it happening in my life practically, if I don't see the miracle happening in my life practically, I will not believe. Seeing is believing. Sister, brother, you have a long way to go. Believing is seeing. In the kingdom of God, believing is seeing. It is your believing that brings you into evidence of it, physical evidence of it. That's how God has created it. You don't challenge God. Stop talking like someone who does not have wisdom. If you go to the bank to go and take a loan, let's say your, your, your uncle is not well, and you need 100,000 to, 100,000 cities, $120,000, eh, $12,000 for the sickness, for the, for the surgery that you are going to do tomorrow. So you go to the bank today, that you want the $12,000 today to pay tomorrow for the surgery to be done. Would they give it to you? They will not give it to you. They will not give it to you. They have a wisdom. There's a way, there's an administrative process. There's a way things have been ordered in the bank. You need a collateral. 
you need guarantors. You need a lot of things to show before they give you that loan. That's how it is. Even if your uncle is at the point of death, they will not give it to you. They are not wicked. It's just a process that has been set there. It's a wisdom that they have. That's their wisdom. God also has his own wisdom and his own process. The one who created the heavens and the earth say that everything that came, came out of nothing, which is all, the, all things that are not seen. Since the things that are made that we see came out of the things that are not seen. Since that is how he functions. That is how his word, his word is. Believe and then you see. Why, why are you trying to change it and challenge it? That I want to see it before I believe. No, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't, you need to believe. If you don't believe, it will not, you will not see it. You must believe and speak. You must mix the word of God with faith. As the word of God is coming, your, my change has come. Have they spoken to you concerning that, that particular word? That means that your change has come. You just said that whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them. And then you shall have them. That is how you, that is how you receive from God. John chapter 20 verse 25. I said that I shall see in his hands the, the print of the nails. And put my finger into the print of the nails. And thrust my hand into his side. I will not believe. Can you imagine? I will not be, unless I have these physical evidences, I will not believe. Next verse. And after eight days again, and his, his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then said he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger. As Thomas was talking, God, Jesus was hearing him because he's God. Even though he was not there physically, he was hearing him. Reach hither thy finger and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand and thrust into my side, it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. Be not faithless, but believing. They were sharing the word of God with him, but he was, he was, he was faithless. He didn't mix it with faith. So the fact that you're hearing the, the word of God does not mean that you're you mixing it with faith. You need to mix it with faith. What is being said will come to pass in my life. My change has come. Yes. If you are struggling with anything, and the word of God is coming concerning that particular thing, remember that's faith. You need to mix what is coming with faith. Yes. From now on, this thing has changed in my life completely. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Look at verse 28. Then Jesus said, and Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. In other words, I believe. But Jesus said unto him, Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet believed. So, not seeing and believing makes you a blessed one. Yes, so you are blessed as you, as you, as you walk in the light of God's word, in faith, mixing it with faith. Hallelujah. So be like the Bereans. Instead of being like Thomas, be like the Bereans. Look at Acts chapter 17, verse 10 to verse 12. That's my last verse. Then we close. I hope you have enjoyed the word. Yes. It says, And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea. And coming to that, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. Verse 11 says, These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind. Do you see? They received the word of God with all readiness of mind. That's attentiveness, mixing it with faith, and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. Whether those things were so. Verse 12. Therefore, many of them believed, because they had, they, they had received it with readiness of mind and had searched to see if it was so, they believed. Also of honorable women, which were Greeks, and of men, not a few. So I pray for you that the word of God will work in you. 
and that you produce so nothing will block the word from working in you because now god is blessing you with his knowledge with his wisdom with spiritual understanding concerning what to do how to receive the word of god i see you mixing the word of god with faith with an open heart with readiness of mind with attention in the name of the lord jesus i see you receiving the man of god as an angel from heaven and whatever word that proceeds out of his mouth will work in your situation will work in your condition even in jesus mighty name god bless you so much i love you have a wonderful evening god bless you for listening we pray that the word of god will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word kindly follow pastor t and love economy church on all social networks for more of god's word don't forget to subscribe to the Pastoti podcast. Simply search for Pastoti on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.